Welcome to the Sonic Shaman Show, home of the Coffee Connect and Conscious Connections. The show is dedicated to empowering you to perceive, know, be, and express your unique voice in this world without the fear of judgment of others through healing, coaching, and educational services. In each episode, Hank and his guests offer tools, techniques, and inspiration to help you step into your potency. Now, here is your host, Hank Settela. Thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. My name's Hank, and I'm here again with a very dear colleague and friend of mine, Heather, who I like to call Heather McMillian, because she is all about creating (laughs) money and abundance. I said it wrong one time, and then I'm like, I kind of like the sound of that. She is Heather McMillian. And (laughs) today we're talking about the How to Become Money Workbook. And before we do that, though, Heather has this uh, tradition, which she teaches, of always starting the experience with a question. So I'm sure she has an amazing question that we can ask that will put us all in the space. Wow, thank you so much for that brilliant introduction. I'm so grateful to be here with you, Hank, and with everyone tuning in. Uh, Thank you for watching. And what would it take for us to have more fun with this experience than we've ever had before? And everything that doesn't allow that, can we now destroy and uncreate it all? Yes. (laughs) Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And for those of you who don't know what those wild words are, that's the access consciousness clearing statement. And you can find out more about it in an access bars class or at theclearingstatement.com. Yeah, and that's a great, uh, the website that she just mentioned, Dr. Dane here explains it kind of like um, a Cliff Notes version of it. And there's a much more in-depth explanation in the class. But Suffice it to say, they're the superheroes of consciousness. It is this magic wand that just kind of eliminates all the points of view and things that hold us in limitation and stop us from stepping into possibility. So that's it kind of in a nutshell. I love it so much. Thank you for that opening question. (laughs) And and today is all about the How to Become Money workbook. And this isn't us reading the book. We're we're talking more about from a, a bird's eye view of what this book is and what it can do for you. And I put a link... I try to put a link in the comments and I see it didn't post everywhere, but I will try to post that again. It's you can get it on Amazon and I highly encourage Heather has the hard copy there. Yes. Get, get, <laughs> I, I'm all about digital books and about audible books, but in this particular case, it it literally is a workbook and yeah. it, it, it is much easier to use if you have a paper copy. Uh, so I highly encourage you get a paper copy, but uh, could you tell us a little bit about where the origins of this book are? I kind of look at it as the, the real foundation pun intended. Yeah. Uh, of access <laughs> and it, and where it came from and how people typically use it. Well, Gary Douglas, the founder of Access Consciousness, actually channeled this book in 1996 in New York City. And so it's an actual transcript of a class. And it's what is now known. I mean, a lot of these tools are what is now known as the Access Consciousness Foundation class. So there's real treasure in this book. And it's really designed to get you out of any point of view that you've ever taken in any lifetime about what money is and what it isn't. That's perfect. And I did put up on the screen, this is like a short link for Amazon. And if you're listening on the podcast, if you want to find the book on Amazon, of course, you could just type in how to become money workbook. Uh, But the direct link would be uh, HTTPS colon backslash backslash AMZN dot TO 
backslash 3TTOX67. And that is actually an affiliate link for me. So if you do buy the link, go buy it through there, you do support me in the stream yeah. and the work that I do. Uh, so, but that's the little thing that you put in there. And I will update the description of the video to have that as well. And I've been through it's a bit different. I've been through the workbook on my own. And then I think it was a year and a half or two years ago, uh, Heather came to Cleveland and we had like two in-person uh, sessions where she was reading the book and facilitating through it. And I will say that it's a night and day difference. Absolutely. If nothing else, get the book and work through it. But having the tools that are currently in access consciousness with someone like Heather to kind of facilitate through is a night and day difference because pot and pock, that clearing statement that she used, didn't exist when the book was written. And now it does. And it just creates such more of a dynamic effect. From all the classes you've taught, have you found there's like certain themes that are more prevalent than others that stop people from receiving money and creating abundance in their life? Well, one of my favorite passages in the book, which was based on the people that um, were in the original class in 1996, and it comes up so often, and you and I were even talking about this on our last live stream, is what would it take to create revenue streams and to actually make lots of money and have abundance doing something that I enjoy? This point of view that we have to suffer in order to receive money, in order to have more than enough money to take care of ourselves and our bodies and those we care about and the planet. You know, what if that's a myth? What if that's a lie that we've been sold in this reality that we actually have to suffer and put in hours in order to get a paycheck? That is huge. And I we actually were talking right before this call that we became self-employed to take the cap and limit off of income and earning potential. And that's not to say that I did very well in banking. I have 10 years of experience yeah. in banking, ironically. And like even even seeing like how specifically with credit cards, how people are taught to live in debt. And there's a lot of tools and access both in this book and the foundation that talk a little bit about that being in the energy of not being in debt. They call it past expenditures. Could you expand a little bit on that? Because I think that's a big trap people fall into. Even like Monopoly, you're taught like mortgage the houses <laughs> and, and it's all crush everyone. It's all or nothing type of mentality. And access kind of paints a different picture from the kingdom of me to the kingdom of we. Yeah. And I mean, that's a that's a big theme in this book as well. And it's one of the questions in the how to become money workbook is about debt. And everything that you've decided that debt is, and everything that you've decided that it means, will you destroy and uncreate all of that? Yes. <laughs> right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds. Because one of the tools that you can start playing with right away is calling it as Hank said, past expenditures. And that really kind of starts to shift the the energy of it. And if you look at the dollar bill, even it says for all debts, public and private, even like our country <laughs> specifically is built oh on this gosh. concept of, wow. you know, get what you want now, pay for it later. And it's going to cost you 10 times more. Cause here's one little trick wow. in the credit card world. If you're not paying in full, if you charge your McDonald's happy meal today, the interest on that happy meal starts today. You're already starting to incur additional expense for receiving it now and paying for it later. So past expenditures is really, it, it costs you a lot more in the long run. And the ability to pay from your liquidity is like a whole other thing. And 
can you talk a little bit about uh, one of my favorite things is like tithing to the church of you and like yeah. how that starts to shift the the focus of what's important to you and tells the universe, hey, this is what I want to show up more in my life with. Well, that's one of the most amazing and really nurturing tools of access consciousness. And it's it's in a lot of the money books. And, and I know Hank's doing these incredible and dynamic readings of the money books. And this is in there too, is to honor yourself by putting away 10% of everything that comes in first to you, and then you handle everything else later. So say you've been asking the universe like, hey, I'd really like to go on this trip. And then the money shows up, instead of immediately paying for the trip, what would it create energetically with the universe if first you honored you by putting away 10% of that and then asked for even more to show up to pay for what you're looking to create and to fund your life? Because we are taught everything Hank was just describing about banks and credit cards and how this whole reality is set up with all of that is designed to get you in this place where you're constantly honoring the the bills and the banks and everything else instead of putting you first and what would it create what would your life be like in five years if you started to tithe to the church of you by putting away 10 percent of everything that came in for you and one thing that really was necessary for me when I started doing this is to have the idea that self first does not mean selfish. Uh, like self, yeah. Selfish is almost like you're doing something at the expense of another aspect of consciousness. But if you're self first and you honor you and you have like the, this, this greater energy, then how much more change in the world can you create because you were self first and you're pouring from that full cup? It's kind of like that on the airplanes, right? You have to put your mask on before you help someone else. <laughs> And it's the same thing, like you're honoring you. And then there's this universal truth. Energy flows where your attention goes. Yeah. And so if you get your money and you're paying your bills first, what are you telling the universe is important? Bills. Yeah. If you get money and you honor you first, what are you telling the universe is important? And so like this is really an energetic thing. It's not just a money thing that, that we're talking about with this. Well, I mean, and that that's the whole um gift of going through the money book, the how to become money workbook and the advanced how to become money workbook multiple times is that your energy shifts every time. You will peel off layers of points of view. And one of the things that really sticks us is this place where we go into significance about something. It's one of the 10 keys to total freedom we talk about in access. No form, no structure, and no significance. And you know, we've been talking about past expenditures. It's really difficult to make that significant. Past expenditures, okay. But we say the word debt or even <gasps> credit card debt, it brings up so much. Trepidation, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because what if you don't pay? that all hell breaks loose and all kinds of crazy <laughs> things. And I am actually planning a stream. I'll probably do two months, two times a month where I'm going to put banker Hank hat on and I'm going to awesome. just talk about money. Because if you look at like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like finance and things and survival is at the bottom. And if you are worried about money and if that is something hanging over your head with debt and mortgages and bills and all that, it, it shifts your focus to be able to go up and take care of the emotional, the mental, the self-actualization. So like this is like a fundamental thing to get the money component in check because it really 
unlocks this whole doorway and this whole realm of possibility because you're you're shifting out of the points of view and the control of being kind of burdened down and overweighted with the idea of debt and money and even if you do have money and no debt like what would it take to have more money than God. I think that was what some of them came up in our foundation class. Like to have that that a much freedom to be able to do whatever you, you'd like and to change the world. Because again, it's the kingdom of we, not the kingdom of me. So yourself first, not selfish. And then how much can you, what can you do with that new possibility to change things for all of humanity? That's actually, I had that. Oh, it's over there. I can't quite reach it. But, but Gary Douglas's whole thing about access, uh, about what access is. Actually, I'm going to grab it because it's yeah. so good. We should just read it real quick. So cool. let me grab this real quick. And this is how I start all my um, book readings online, too, just to kind of give people an idea of access. So this is from Choice of Possibilities, but it's in the it's in the, the front of every book. The purpose of access is not to destroy this reality. The purpose of access is not to fight this reality. The purpose of access is not to see the wrongness of this reality. The purpose of access is to create a different reality. The purpose of access is to create the world as a greater set of choices and a greater set of possibilities so that all mankind can thrive. And that's what we're uh, talking about with the kingdom of we and not me. Uh, yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and it thanks you for everyone for tuning in. This is a great time. Ask questions, make a comment, because one thing Axis teaches us is to follow the energy. And once somebody asks a question, like I, I know from my classes with Heather, somebody would ask just one little question and it would unlock like a 20 minute <laughs> zone of the, all this clearing energy. Because if you have an energy happening for you or a point of view that's kind of sticking you around this, guaranteed other people who watch this have the same thing. So if you want to be brave and ask a question <laughs> or make a comment, we can work with that and see what will unfold in terms of possibility. How much fun can we have with that? Yeah. And I love that. And what you're speaking to is how really every access session or even live stream or class is totally different and based on the questions and energies and where everyone's at at the time of class. So I, I'm so excited for you know, what we can create with all of this. Yeah, and while we're thinking of that, I'm gonna post a link if you, well, one, if you're watching this on Facebook or some locations, we don't see comments in every location. The YouTube is the best place. And if you are never sure where that is, if you just go to emergenceofbeing.com backslash live, I have any live video that's live right now is always on the website and you can find it there and then just click through to YouTube and you can make the comments to make sure that we can see them because we're streaming to over eight places and all the comments don't roll through, unfortunately. So if you are making a comment, we're not ignoring you. We might, <laughs> We might just not see it. Uh, so so definitely, um, but ask your questions and check that out. And I'm going to post another link. Heather's going to be coming in. I think we have a, an online thing in April, but in uh -huh. May, she's going to be here in person for like a five-day workshop of, well, not just workshop. It's going to be Access Fires and Foundation. And we're putting a money class before and after that because we thought when we were talking, what could we do to really start to create change for people? And like the packaging these things together just felt light and fun. So I'm yeah. going to post a link for that. So you just have, have that in your peripheral vision to start. Does that feel light? Cause that's what I tell people. <laughs> How do you know if you should take a class? And this is what I did for access. This is what I did for my shamanic teacher is I kind of put it out at five years from now. If I take this class, how do I feel? 
and like you'll feel this lightness. And we say in access, that's if it's light for you, that's true for you. And if it feels heavy, well, then maybe that's not the choice for you. But asking that question and putting it out on a trajectory, even for people who haven't quite developed feeling that heavy and light out on a trajectory, it becomes much easier. And you can really feel how much would this really create in my life? And I challenge, I invite everybody to, uh, to ask those questions. So let me just check because I'm not looking at the comments if someone made one. No, it's a quiet group again. Everybody's always, well, I know that I like my friend Jennifer, she's always listening, but she's like at work and like she's all in stealth mode uh, <laughs> listening as we talk. Uh, what are some of the other things that you have that, well, actually I have one. Could you talk about projections, mm. like how, how projection from being growing up can stick people? Like I had like being the black sheep of the family or oh, why can't, why can't you be like your brother, Robbie? Robbie always has money. He's always responsible. And like how, how stuff like that can maybe stick us more than we think. Yeah. I mean, that is one of my favorite like sets of clearings to run before anything, before I, you know, you know, get with you to create something like this or is all of the projections, expectations, separations, judgments, and rejections that I have about this, I destroy and create all those. And all the projections, expectations, separations, judgments, and rejections that other people have about this, I destroy and create all of those as well, because we are so psychic. And so if someone is projecting onto you from the time that you're small, that you're never going to make money doing something that you truly love. Like say you're super artistic or you're into, um, I don't know, acting or, you know, something that is really creative and very different than your family. That was certainly my experience. It was constantly projected onto me that my choices were to either um, get a corporate job be homeless or marry someone rich. I mean, where is the choice in there for me? Um, and so what we also do as seekers as well is we sometimes um, fight against those projections and expectations. So even if it's something that we would actually love and enjoy, we kind of like put up our dukes and fight and like, well, I'm not going to be that or I am going to be that not where is the choice for us in any and all of that. Um, so one place that we can start to create more choices and more freedom is to just destroy and create all the projections, expectations. So for all of you guys watching and listening now and in the future, because I noticed like, did you guys perceive those energies that came up when we started talking about projections that are put on us? So how many projections, expectations, separations, judgments, and rejections do you have that you can't do something that you love and that's fun for you and make money? Hmm. All of those, will you now destroy and uncreate them all? Yes. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And all of the projections, and these may not have even been said out loud, they you may have just been picking them up psychically. You um, just may be aware of them in the world. All of the projections, expectations, separations, judgments, and rejections that other people have of you, that you can't do what you truly love and make money 
Will you now destroy and uncreate all of those and everywhere you aligned and agreed or resisted and reacted to them? Yes. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds. And I know that's a lot. This is like a big public <laughs> live stream. And here we are, like, we are just diving off the deep end. But this is, this is, um, this is a biggie for people because we as seekers are so psychic and so aware. And what if we had choices and possibilities available to us that are so much greater than other people are aware of? Yeah. And we are taught as parents, because like what I, I noticed that when you look at like parenting guidelines and things, they say, well, don't give your kids choice. Like this is verbatim. Don't give them like choice of everything. <laughs> like you say, would you rather do A or would you rather do B? And you're manipulating right. the situation to only have two choices and take out the field of possibilities of everything that they can do. And I get it as a as a parent now, like kids, yeah, they're they're, they're a handful, and I can understand the logic behind that. But at the same time, you're also kind of putting blinders on that it's always an A or B world, and that's not the case. And so I think that. Uh, parents are very well intentioned when they're raising kids, but there's these little things like this that kind of stick us because parents are just trying to do the best that they can and end yeah. up sometimes projecting and sticking their kids. And I've been really <laughs> mindful as I've been raising Max and Oliver that if I see it myself doing something like that, well, let's take a step back and like really look at what I just said there. And I, I catch myself and call myself out. I wish that had happened for me. Uh, but, but imagine like all the things people don't even remember as children that could be sticking you. And that's the stuff that the clearing statement kind of goes to and starts to eliminate the things that we're not even consciously aware of. It doesn't matter if you're aware of it or not. It's all about the energy, bringing up the energies of these things and then getting rid of them. Yeah, and I mean, and what an incredible gift you are to your kids that you're willing to be aware when stuff like that comes up and be willing to make a different choice. I mean, wow, what would the, world be like if if every kid had a parent that was willing to ask a question and be willing to look at well wow what's my point of view here that's limiting what's possible for my kid and there's a chance that my son might be in foundation with us like he's he was we were at a, a show and he was seeing like um i think mary ford's a daughter was running someone's bars and getting paid or some, I, I forget Not exactly. On. He's like, wait, you get paid for all that stuff you do. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, well, you know, he's like, well, when's the next class? So I'm like, I'm thinking that he might jump in and, uh, and want to be part of that. So that's going to be fun to have a, a youngster in the class. Oh my gosh. And yeah, I'll pay him to run my bars. I <laughs> getting your bars run by a kid is like total magic. You just lay down and they're just like, wow. Yeah. And there's a big reason for that because kids lack a lot of point of view. Yeah. They they don't have they haven't been told how to do something or don't have a point of view of it only needing to take an hour and a half where me running your bars, it takes a lot longer to get the same amount of change as a child because they're like, Oh, let's do this and now we're done. <laughs> and talk about a revenue stream that is so much fun and also makes us money. the access bars and body processes. It's like so amazing. And I mean, we say it, Hank facilitates bars classes too. I mean, we say it in bars class. It's like, oh my gosh, this is a way that you get to do something that nurtures people, that contributes to them, that creates more ease for them and for the world and everyone they touch and you get paid for it. Wow. 
how does it get any better than that? How and, does it? <laughs> and we have Mary Lee type tuning in just saying abundance. And we have who I like to call the fake Andrew, uh, just saying that <laughs> op opening up the possibilities in my mind is one challenge. The mm -hmm. other is working to believe in myself. And a lot of that is parents, I'll just speak for myself, like parents wanting when you have a dream, they don't want your, your child to be disappointed. So like, well, really? now don't be, don't be sad if it doesn't work out. And then if it doesn't work out, well, just, you know, I told you. And like, we're kind of taught to, you know, not reach because, you know, failure is so painful, but it really isn't. And I, I think for me, that's where I kind of got stuck with some of those impressions as a child was, oh, well, you know, if it doesn't work out, you know, don't set your hopes too high, like that type of thing. You're already limiting yourself as a child when we buy into that. So maybe there's something uh, you can speak to around that. And then also just opening up possibilities, declaring statement, all the tools of access. If you just pick one, they all start to unlock those possibilities. Well, yeah, I mean, it, and to this topic of projections and expectations, I mean, how many projections, expectations, separations, judgments and rejections do people have of you that you're going to fail at what you'd really like to create and what you'd really like to do? And all of those, would you be willing to give them up? Would you be willing to destroy and create them all? Yes. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And um, I was talking about this on another podcast recently because, you know, again, we're so psychic and aware. And when I first started doing voiceover work professionally, I had booked uh, a few gigs. And I, I recall sitting around the table at I believe it was Thanksgiving, and telling people about how excited I was about this new revenue stream. And there was this real heaviness that came up in the room. And I didn't have access tools at that time. And I was kind of lost. And what I recognize now is that I was so aware of kind of those little sideways glances people were giving each other, the points of view that everyone around the table had of me. Um, the point of view that they had that I was crazy for doing something so weird. Um, and it is one of like, I love this revenue stream. It's so fun for me. And uh, everywhere you guys have bought the points of view of others that you can't succeed, that you can't thrive and that you can't make money doing something that's so fun for you and that your dreams will never come true. Would you be willing to destroy and uncreate that? Yes. Right, wrong, and bad, pot and pock, all nine shirts, boys, and beyonds. So um, another, you know, tool to really play with with this, and this is something that we we really, really explore in the foundation, is really being interesting point of view about all of this. And interesting point of view is where you're like the rock in the stream. Oh, and it's it's a topic. Of yeah. I actually just read this in the book yesterday. <laughs> yeah, so if anybody missed that, if you go to Emergence of Being, the Facebook group, uh, you can still catch part one because these are only supposed to stay up for 48 hours. So I did a book reading part one for Money's Not the Problem You Are. But just yesterday, I did a book reading for part two. And we were talking in there about the rock on the stream, the analogy that Heather's building up. And both of these are available in the Emergence of Being group if you want to dive into a little bit more of the access book, especially the yeah. second part. has It really starts getting into the tools 
that we're talking about. Uh, and I think some of you have caught it yesterday, but that is such a thing. Like allowance is often misidentified with acceptance. Allowance is letting things be without a point of view about it, where acceptance you're aligning and agreeing with. And we have a tendency to accept things from people instead <laughs> of being an allowance of things. And, and it's the good things that stick you worse because you, you think they're good. But any point of view is polarity. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's so cool that you covered that yesterday. So, so um, you guys go check that out. And and really, I mean, what you're talking about when when I'm with my voiceover story, I I really went into that alignment and agreement, which is like, oh yeah, maybe maybe there's something to what they're concluding here. Um, and like Hank said, the positive polarity can stick us so much too. So even someone who would have the point of view of like, oh yeah, you're gonna be a star, like that, <laughs> that can stick us as well. So, you know, all, what would it be like if we were in total allowance? Yeah, and everything that doesn't allow that. <laughs> <laughs> and, but to give a, a, an example for that, if you, as a kid, you had the point of view that, you know, the goal in life is to be successful. If mm -hmm. at some point, people are calling you successful and you start aligning and agreeing with at that point, you stop asking the universe for more. You stop oh. receiving for possibility. Like you cap out where if you never have the point of view of being successful, you can continue to create. So like, that's an, just one example of how like a good quote unquote point of view or something <laughs> we would look at as a positive point of view could actually stick you and kind of create a glass ceiling where you just don't create past a certain point And you don't even realize there's a problem because you're all, you know, content. However, what if you could receive more? And then that just opens the door for so much more. Oh, look at that, my courting rhyme, opens the door for so much more. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, that's where this like, um, well, Gary Douglas, like the whole time we've been talking about success, uh, defines success as changing the life of one person. And wow, I mean, for all of you guys watching and listening and for you, Hank, I mean, how many, how many lives have you touched you know, how much of a joy is it for you to contribute to people and contribute to them having more in life? So um, by that definition alone, um, we're, we're successes. So, you know, what have, what have you guys defined as success that's actually creating a limitation? And Simone talks about this a lot in her book, Joy of Business, that if she even changed one life, like that was a success. And there's this acronym, everybody knows I'm an acronym, an acronym for hope is help one person every day. And, mm -hmm. and what if that was your, the measure of your success? And, and you're right, like um, back in 2012, I think I started the first Holistic Health and Healing Expo with my uh, business partner, Melissa. And I still have people that came to like just one show and they say the what you created there and the tools that I got just totally put their life on a different trajectory. And that was like a passive helping because I just created an event and then all, all, a lot of change happened because of that. But like you, a lot of people don't even realize how big of an impact they've had on someone. Uh, Gary talks about it too. Like, uh, like sometimes people might not tell you for years or they'll never tell you <laughs> that there was like this positive impact. And like one lady with Gary was like years later and he thought, well, I'm not getting anywhere with this woman. I keep doing running these bars. I'm not getting anywhere. And she finally said that she was getting benefit, but she was afraid if she said something that it would stop working. So like, know that whatever you're being in the world, you are have the ability to change people and create possibilities for people. We don't always necessarily get the feedback, but that's where tools from access help to expand your awareness because maybe you can be aware of it without the person having to tell you. 
Yeah, exactly. And I mean, one one question that I've been asking lately is if I run someone's bars, like, okay, well, what what did that create? Just so I have an energetic awareness of it. I don't ask the person. I just ask the universe, like, hey, what did that what did that create? And that that's the stuff like that. Wow. Like just giving me a sense of what did that one session of just running bars with one person create? You know, for the next time we stream, I'll have this ready. Uh, we had a meetup at the center and well, I put them out on meetup. Meetup.com is one of the ways that I get events out about what we're doing here locally. Oh, cool. And, and we have like access consciousness uh, clinic nights. And this one gentleman had just been stood up by friends and he was all depressed and ended up, he saw this on meetup and he just showed up <laughs> and this one session changed wow. his life. He sent me this huge email afterwards. I'll have it ready just to give like a, a context for a future awesome. stream of like how like one session took someone out of the space of depression and even being suicidal and totally now looking to create possibilities in the world. And that mirrors Dr. Dane here's story. When he found access, he was, uh, he was just looking through a, a, like an ad a, a, a magazine, I think, or a newspaper, and he kept seeing these things for access. And he was so depressed, he'd actually picked a date to commit suicide if his life hadn't changed by a certain date. So he basically said, universe, my life either changes or I'm out. And then he keeps seeing like all life comes to me with ease and joy and glory. And he's like, what is this stuff? And he ended <laughs> up going and he had his bars run. And from that point on, his whole world changed just from one bar session. And so that's how dynamic and potent the tools can be, especially if you can go at it from no point of view. Because that's where the unlimited possibilities really come out of. Because if you expect anything, you might be creating a limitation of what you can receive. Yeah, exactly. And really just going into to anything. And it was the question I was asking before this today. Like, what are the what are the infinite possibilities for this stream? What are the infinite possibilities for this bar session? And for all of you guys watching, what are the infinite possibilities for today? And speaking of that, Mike's tuned again with a what else is possible. Yes. Hello. <laughs> and I wanted to go back to something that you talked about, like when you were telling your friends about uh, about the things that you were excited about and it kind of fell flat. There's a really cool <laughs> corny rhyme and access. I just put it in here uh, just for yeah. me, just for fun. Never tell anyone. And a great tool, like if you are a dreamer and you are easily squill, uh, like I I was talking to Mary the other day. We have a mutual friend and sometimes you get excited about something and you would like say something and however they would come back, I, I explained it like, it's like you had a balloon filled up with air and all this possibility. And then after you <laughs> talk to this person, it was like letting go of it and the balloon just flies around and just, and like you lose all that possibility, no direction, it just kind of fizzles. And this is a tool for that. Like before you share your dreams and hopes and things, you really ask a question, will me sharing this with this person be a contribution to the creation or is it gonna take away? And that's where this little mantra is really useful. Just for me, just for fun, never tell anyone. And if you really start asking, will me sharing it be a possible create more? That's who you share it with. And it's not necessarily with everyone. Yeah, I love that. I love that one so much, yeah. And great guys, what questions do you guys have? This We have such a good flow today. I really am enjoying our conversation. It's so much fun. And uh, Joseph is tuning in too. Just kind of, I think this was back what? when we were talking about the banks and everything, disheartened paying tribute to the cage builders. Yeah, so what cages are we using to if you see the limitations we're choosing, right? Or some clearing like that. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, and, and Gary Douglas talks about this a lot when he talks about um, 
And and it's also it's also in this magic book about <laughs> you know our points of view create the box that we're living in. So all the points of view that we have and that we've bought from other people that are creating a tiny box of life, can we destroy and uncreate all of that? Hell yeah. <laughs> right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. And sometimes we make our box like the people we grew up with or with people that we've, um, that we're friends with. So what if your box is so much bigger than what other people can have? Absolutely. My daughter sleeping <laughs> as I'm waving to a person that you guys can't see. <laughs> well, as a kid growing up that saw things, I'm used to that. You know, <laughs> I was watching a video today where like the kids talking to a bed, and she's like, "Yeah, there's a guy up there," and the mom's getting freaked out. Or like, "Well, you know, we, there's a lot of there's more than just beings with bodies running around." <laughs> so that, that could be a whole other topic for a different time because Heather is oh, a yeah. facilitator of another type of class. Uh, maybe we'll create that around Halloween, that would be a fun time called Talk yes. to the Entities. That would be a, a, a life-changing class for me, especially being a medium and a shaman. It was like a contemporary modern approach to mediumship, which was just super, oh, super useful. I love that tagline. Like that's, that's something there, yeah. Because I was already a trained medium and then taking the class with you was just like, boom, it opened up so many more <laughs> possibilities, things that you didn't even think about. And mediumship is kind of dated. It was uh, the whole purpose of it originally was to prove the continuity of life. And it's really shifted into being a tool for more conscious and receiving in the world. Because what beings of light and teammates are around you that want to contribute to you, that all you have to do is open the door to receiving and everything can become easier. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I mean, wow. I mean, so much of everything that we've touched on today is really in this book. And, and, um, Gary talks about that in the How to Become Money workbook. It's like what angels sit with you. I mean, no matter what what vernacular you have for them or what words you have for them, but who's around you that actually desires to make your life more wonderful for you, contribute to you. See, and this comment I love the fake ad you just said, slowly but surely listening to this channel is helping me to create, recreate my life. It helps to hear these ideas on a regular basis. So oh, thank you so, so much grateful. for saying that. And yeah. we're streaming to two YouTube channels. This is on my personal channel, The Sonic Shaman, and also The Emergence of Being. And if you aren't subscribed yet to them, uh, if you go to emergenceofbeing.com under live streams, you can find all the contributors, because there's me, there's Casey, there's Dr. K, like we have a functional medicine doctor, we have all these people. One of the requirements to be an emergence of being a contributor is you have to create content that is just purely designed to help people change their life. Uh, so you can find everybody that's a contributor uh, at emergenceofbeing.com under live streams and find everything. So please um, don't stop on just my channel. There's so much available. And you're going to be seeing a lot more from Heather, because even when we aren't doing a class, I can already tell this is so much fun. It's creating a lot. <laughs> so like, why would we ever stop? Right? Exactly, exactly. And, and, you know, for all of you guys watching, like that's, something that we can leave you with here is, you know, what would be fun for you today? And what if these energies of fun and play are things that we can add to life that would make everything greater? Yeah, that is super, super good. And that is a good place to end. <laughs> <laughs> so let me bring this up 
emergenceofbeing.com backslash possibility. This is five classes that Heather is um, working with Emergence of Being to create, which is going to be two runs of this How to Become Money workbook. And it's going to be a bars class, a foundation, and then an advanced How to Become Money workbook, which we're going to talk about on a separate stream. Because even I haven't started to dive into that book yet. I have to order one and uh, kind of look through it. But that one, like she said on our first stream, it's like you you need a foundation first because we have to get into the rocket ship with the same tools and then we launch is kind of like the idea behind that class. And all of them are, everything I've taken with Heather has been life-changing. And this will be my, my fifth foundation with you, I think. Yeah, I, 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 it's, it's a lot. That's a lot. And I've taken foundation from other people, including Gary and Dane and Heather is my favorite. So that just speaks to what I feel the quality, the energy that she holds in the, in the space that she holds where we can go places where other people might not be able to go. <laughs> oh, I'm so grateful. And how much fun can we have with all of that? Awesome. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in. We will post when the next stream is going to be, if Wednesdays work or if we're going to do another weekend one, we'll we'll let you know and we will catch you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you're watching on a replay, please leave a comment with your questions, tag me in it, and we will be sure to get those questions answered on a future stream. Awesome. Thanks, you guys. Bye. As soon as I had my video ready, which I didn't. (laughs) Here we go. Have a good one, everyone. (laughs) Thanks for joining us today for the show. The Sonic Shaman is part of the Emergence of Being Contributor Network. Visit emergenceofbeing.com to learn about all the contributors and learn about our services and upcoming events. Please take a moment to subscribe to the channel. You can contribute to the show by supporting our efforts and sharing our content with those you care about and those who need it most.